You're listening to the Art Problems Podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And before we begin this podcast, I want to remind you that this week, the network membership for mid-career artists is open for registration. This is something we do once quarterly, and this is a membership that helps mid-career artists get the show's residencies and grants of their dreams by offering all of the things you need to build a network that will support the getting of those dreams. So the doors are open until Sunday. And if you're thinking about signing up, I put the link in the show notes so you can click that and and join away. Now, due to the serendipitous timing, today on the show, I have network members, Barbara Nitke, Natalia Kochek, and Laurence L. Gru, who goes by L, to talk about their latest show, Mind, Body, and Soul, at 320 West 23rd Street at Shashama. This is the show that these members and Mark Elaine, who couldn't be here, got by what I like to call leveraging their network. And since Inside Network, when we have a success, we always break down how we got it. I thought I'd use this opportunity to do the same here on the podcast. So welcome, Barbara, Natalia, and Elle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to do was to go around and talk to each one of you about who you are, have you introduce yourself, and the kind of art you make. So Natalia, we'll go with you first. Please introduce yourself. Tell us about your art. Tell us about where you're from, all the rest. Okay, great. Thank you, Patty. Um, my name is Natalia Kochak. I'm an artist that's living in Miami, uh, Florida right now. So I'm actually, I flew into New York to be part of the show. I originally did grow up in New York, but that was a long time ago. So it's been years, so I'm so happy to be back. My work is mostly painting. It's made up of painting, collage, drawing, and I make mixed media pieces out of books. Um, my work has a lot of social connotation to it, so everything I make uh, does correlate to meaning that has to do with the text and the imagery that's used. I mine history and look through history to find different things um, to make this work from. So, yeah, I'm very excited to be here, and I'm so glad that I met Elle and uh, Barbara and Mark through the network membership. Fantastic. Thank you, Natalia. Uh, Barbara, tell us about yourself. Uh, Barbara Nikki, I'm a photographer. I wanted to be a writer originally, but I hate sitting in front of a blank page. And so when I picked up a camera, I just, I felt at home immediately. And my first art project was behind the scenes of making porn movies here in New York back in the uh, 70s and 80s. My ex-husband was a producer. Um, and I've progressed through all kinds of different projects ever since then. Um, currently, I have a seedy motel room set in my living room where I do photos of people who land up in this motel. But the work I'm showing in this show is my early porn work, and Patty was instrumental in advising me to go with that, which I deeply appreciate. And I'm really excited <laughs> about the show. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it too. And Elle, uh, please introduce yourself. Hi. So, um, 
I'm a Swiss artist who, uh, self-taught artist who immigrated here in, in New York. I'm not going to say America, in New York, uh, in 1996, and I haven't left since. I do drawing, oil etching, but mainly ceramic sculpture, abstract. Um, it's very introspective, and my work is centered on pretty much the human psyche. I'm working right now on a series of work about abstract nouns, so it's things that you cannot experience with your senses, like face, innocence, solace, nostalgia, and I'm trying to get people to just see how they feel about those things and to have in front of them the shape of that feeling and see how they could answer or whatever it does to them, you know, maybe bring something into their consciousness, but yeah. And uh, otherwise, yeah, I joined Network about a year ago, and it was just this amazing community. Like I went to, like the first thing I went to one opening and there were like 10 people from network there. And, uh, and then from that, I made some connection and I had some shows and through the accountability group, I met those wonderful people. <laughs> and yes, network's been great. So thank you, Patty, for creating this. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Now there's one person here who isn't here, who we should just mention Mark Elaine. Natalia, could you uh, tell us about Mark a little bit? Well, you know, it's funny because we all met through the accountability group. And since I'm not from New York, this was the first time I've ever, I met Mark. So I just met him a couple days in person. So I wish he was here, then he could introduce himself a little bit better than I can. Mark is a, he's a really great artist. He works in collage. He has created some of these really beautiful, colorful collages that are in the, the main room. And there's a piece right behind me in the gallery. He's actually right now in a residency, so that's why he cannot be here right now. He's concentrating and focusing, right? <laughs> you will have uh, to read a little bit more on his Instagram. So one of the things you might have heard in the background is a, a few horns, and that is because Natalia and Elle are in the gallery currently as we do this podcast. Now, the gallery that you all have a show in is called Trishama, and they occupy vacant spaces. And you have a show in Chelsea's. This seems to me anyway, one of the reasons I asked you to be on the show was that I came to see this show and I just thought, how incredible is this? That this group came together and got a show in Chelsea uh, <laughs> and organized the whole thing. And it just seemed like such an incredible opportunity and the show looks great. And you guys, there's also a story in terms of like how you turned it all around. So I have a couple of questions. I think the first one is how did you get the show? Maybe that's even too early. Because I think the other question is, you guys are in an accountability group. And for anybody who is outside of Network, you may not know what that is. But basically inside Network, you have the ability to form groups with other artists. These are small groups, like three to five people normally. You set your agenda. So some people work on very specific things like newsletters or you know websites or whatever. Some people have individual goals. You guys had a group goal. So I think I want to find out first, like how the group formed 
and how you decided what you were going to do with the group. And I think Barbara will start with you. So I I was exploring Network. I've been a member from the beginning. I will have you know. And I'm really <laughs> excited about that. Um, I was actually Founding during, member during COVID. I was um, at my then boyfriend's house in Ohio. We since got married, but I was out here. And I was doing Zoom classes with Patty and some other people on how to improve my artist statement and my website. And, you know, I used that time. So then she formed Network and I joined and I've, I've been thrilled. I started really investigating the platform at one point and came across the accountability groups. And I asked to join a couple of them, but they were already full because I was late to the party. And I ran into Mark, who also hadn't been able to join, and Al, and then I think Natalia and Sandra came, Sandra Smurlay came aboard. And it turned out, and then we had our first meeting and we were like, what are we gonna do with this group? We should set goals, we should talk about whatever we're gonna talk about. And we started looking at each other's work and we realized we're way different, but our work really kind of goes together. And so really kind of from the beginning when we saw that our work somehow goes together, we weren't sure how, but we knew it did. We started talking about figuring out how to have a group show together. Mark started investigating various places where we could send a proposal. Elle came up with a curator who was like amazing. Natalia had a lot of great business ideas and we just, all really mesh. Sandra, the fifth member, is in Canada and she does amazing sculpture work, but she couldn't meet that we were on a very short deadline and she couldn't make it happen to get down here. Uh, she'll be in our next, next show together. So anyway, it's and we, and we didn't know each other from Adam and we like immediately fell in love with each other. It was <laughs> it's just been amazing. <laughs> that is so nice. Um, Natalia, what did you see as some of the common threads between the work? Well, you know, the name of the show is Body, Mind, Spirit. And I think that we all are really working with those specific themes. My work in particular is, I would say, it really correlates with the idea of spirit and how the human spirit, how we work together, actually, and we come up with um, different we might be very different from each other, but we work together too for change. I felt like we're all sort of working in that sort of same, that same idea. Like we're all working towards a, a common goal through our work, even if our, the way that we make the work is very different. I don't know. What do you think, Al? Such, <laughs> just so you know that our group is called Get Shit Done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> this is how we ended our last, uh, our first meeting, actually. We're like, okay, we got to put uh, this thing on the accountability group. We got to list it. So far on, we call it Get Shit Done. And then we all loved it. So I think that was like a great motivator. And I think we were also at the first meeting, we were all like talking about the challenges, the barrier, the rejection. And then the keeping face, you know, and the fact that we can meet each other in and push each other. At first, we had just like some goals, you know, like, oh, Natalia, what do you want to get done this month? Oh, Barbara, what do you want to get done this month? Mark, what do you want? So we had a list. It was like nothing was 
you know, the same thing. And yes, it's just like this little magical, serendipitous, you know, that what happened, actually, I think the lesson, it's like, okay, you get rejected from not being part of something, but you can get something even more that's really made for you. And I think this group, it's very spiritual. <laughs> I could add something to how the, uh, how the idea for the show came about. Yeah, I'd love my, to hear it, Barbara. In my recollection, we knew there was a similarity. Personally, I, I couldn't really put my finger on what. But when Elle brought Phyllis in as the curator, Phyllis mm -hmm. was the one who came up with body, mind, spirit. And the minute... No, I'm I, the one. No, I'm was the one. you, Elle? Yeah, was because I was like... No, because like, how we're like so different. How do we just like put everything together? You know, like Barbara with her porn, like photos, erotic photos, then Mark, his skies and like colorful and then Natalia, her people. And it's like those wild, like free painting. Mark is more like, like set up. It was like, how do we put all this together? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think body, mind, spirit just encompass everything. It's an easy one. One, two, three. We're done. Oh, I'm but Phyllis put that true. together that we look good. Yeah. All right. And then Phyllis wrote up the proposal then. That's yeah. what it was. But the minute yeah. I heard body, mind, spirit, it, everything clicked in my mind. You know, the minute, because it was a way to look at all of our work together, yeah. you know, yeah, I, as together, yeah, continuum. Yeah. I think it's and like worth noting too that, oh, that we just started our accountability group, like right before the summer, right? It was, it was like May when yeah. we had our first meeting. So we immediately yeah. started working together. And I think on our first meeting, it was just like, what do we want to accomplish? <laughs> and right yeah. like we were just like yeah uh, and pretty pretty quickly we all decided we wanted to start maybe do apply for shows together before we even really knew our work that well <laughs> each other's work yeah right? but we were looking at each other's work talking about it kind of trying to figure out the themes that related to each other yeah and then we knew already shashama had no deadline so we could look into shashama and see like with Barbara, we want to visit like places that we thought would be good for the show. Yeah, we had so much fun. Elle and I dragged our husband and fiance with us. <laughs> Elle's fiance, Barry, my husband, Ken. The four of us went to all the Shoshama places that we could find. We went out to dinner, dinner together. We realized we could put the guys to work. Elle's fiance, Barry. <laughs> actually hung the show and Ken cleaned that the windows and just did a ton of work. Yeah, it just clicked. But but we went out and looked at all the spaces because the way Shoshama works, they give you the space if they accept your proposal, but you do everything. And, you know, so there's nobody out drumming up people to come to the show and, and there's nobody listing the show or anything. So we knew that was well it is on their it is on their website. But, oh, yeah. great. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I think what they do is amazing. I was trying to uh, put together a pop-up show just before COVID hit with a, a video artist friend of mine. 
And we found out how impossible it was going to be because the landlords, if they have an empty office sitting there, we thought, eh, they'll just let us use it. Not, not really the case. But Shoshama has it organized to use those empty spaces. I think also just uh, for anybody who wants to know, oftentimes what happens is even when the, you have a generous landlord and they're like, okay, you can use the space, quote unquote, for free, it's for free, but you have to pay for like electric charges and like all of the different utilities for the month. So the fact that you have a nonprofit taking care of some of those things really is a, a big deal. And one of the things that I'm hearing uh, from all of you is that you did a lot of research, right? You went to all the different spaces and you sort of figured out what would work well for you. That was the purpose of doing those trips, I assume? Yeah, and then like see see what the space looked like, but also where it's located and what would bring in the most traffic. Because there was a great right. space on 42nd or something close to Bryant Park, but we were like, that's a lot of tourists who are working around. So oh, we yeah, weren't sure. Sixth Avenue. Yes. There was another one uptown on the west side. It was like a nice space too, but like the traffic, we didn't think. This was the first place we saw and we loved that space like right away. It's from like 23rd, close yeah. to 8th. Yeah. And so you guys, like how much lead time did you have once you, so you put the proposal in, you worked with a curator. Once you did that, like, when did you find out that you were going to have the show? Three weeks. It's because they had a cancellation. So normally they would give people a couple of, of months notice, but they had somebody pull out. And on our application, we had said that we could do it in the fall or next spring. And then we had to talk about, do we want to take the fall, the, you know, what they're offering us right now, or do we want to hold out and wait for the spring? And we decided to go for it. Right, but then there was one downside, right? You lost the curator, was that the case? Yeah, yeah, we lost the curator. Her name is Phyllis Crudus Sullivan, who is an artist. And, and also uh, Sandra had to drop out. So yeah, because the custom, you... you know, from Montreal, she had to deal with like, how she's gonna send the work and her pieces are fairly large and it's just not enough time. And she had some, another residency, I think. And it's just like, it was too much for her, unfortunately. Yeah. So what made you decide to do it ultimately though? We weren't sure if they would come back around. I don't know how much demand there is for these spaces. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how many people were, how many other groups were up against. So yeah. it was hard to say, like if we say no and we hold out for, we want to have 23rd street in the spring when there's only like two or three slots that we would want in this one space, would we really get it or not? It's a bird in hand, you know? Yeah, and then the the space could be rented in between the the time because you know, like the landlord, if he can rent the space for money, is like the space is gone. That's the That's yeah. the concept of Shoshama. Right. So you decided, okay, we're gonna go for it. We've got three weeks. What does that mean for you guys in terms of work? <laughs> oh my God, we got it! Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the same reaction from every one of us. So you, you all understand the gravity of doing something, turning something around in three weeks and how, how much work that is. Now, for each of you, what did that mean? Because I know, Elle, you had to get pedestals. Natalia, you needed to do the same. Barbara, I assume you needed to do printing. What was involved? Originally, I had bought frames for five pieces. I was planning to only show five pieces in the group show. Five photographs, right, Barbara? Yes, and yeah. large ones. And I had frames ordered. I had I had assembled the frames, but I suddenly got into a group show at the Culture Lab in Queens. So four of my five frames were over there when this thing happened. Oh. So then I was down to one frame. So I had to rethink, like, how am I going to present the work? In three weeks, I couldn't have gotten more frames anyway. The space would have needed more than five of my works, in my case. So I would have still been up against, how am I going to deal with the framing situation at the last minute? So I decided to go unframed. I ran down to SVA, where I'm allowed to use their facilities, because I teach there, and I just started printing. And I got the prints made, and then we had to figure out how are we going to hang them. I tested various ways. I just dropped everything to get my stuff ready. Part of that, too, was that we were trying to discuss how our works would relate to each other. And my work is all unframed, and I only show it unframed, usually. And even the canvas pieces, are un a lot of them are unstretched. Which, honestly, part of that, when I started doing stuff like that, it was because I was showing my work all over the U.S., so I was sending it a lot. But it was also part of the idea of my work because I'm trying to talk about these ideas that are breaking the frame and everything's not traditional. So when everybody was trying to figure out if they were going to frame everything or not frame or... Also, even our pedestals are different. So Elle has a different style pedestal than I do. So we just decided to kind of go with that theme of like having things slightly different, having things unframed. And it, it all really worked out very well. And we even have some yeah. frames in it that show as well. Yeah, Mark ran to get his frame done. Like he didn't get all of them, but he got some frame done, which was very expensive in a rush. Well, that, the business adage, but it's something you can have, what is it? Like yeah. high quality, cheap, or fast. You can pick two, right? right. <laughs> you can't have all three. So if you want something that's quick and high quality, it's not going to be cheap. I had to look all over for pedestal. I was looking at renting pedestal and that was like insane. The price of one pedestal, let's say if you could find a pedestal for like $120 right somewhere, like they would rent it for 120 a day. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't rent like all those pedestals. Then I tried to find like a cheaper way, but my sculpture would be too fragile. And like, and then I'm like, okay, I, got, I have to buy that. My friend was saying, even if you're in gallery, not every gallery provide pedestals so you may be confronted to the same problem i was like okay so i looked around and i found this uh, small vendor moms and pops that doing pedestals for weddings and bridal showers and i got them pretty cheap but i still spend like a grand you know on pedestal 
even when you have a space for free, there's a lot of costs associated with launching an exhibition. And there's also not necessarily the guarantee that you're going to recoup those costs, which is why I always think that, you know, being an artist is tough. Like it's very expensive to yeah. do this. I did, however, notice that you all did a fantastic job with the priceless that you had at the start of the show. Like everything looks really professional. If somebody wants to come in and take a look at the work and potentially buy it, it seems like you have things set up that way. And in this case, does Shoshama take any cut from any sale or? No. No. Okay. And I'd like to say about those price lists, we really lucked out on this because L happens to know how to do, you're not a designer by trade, but she's like an amazing graphic artist. I was on the phone with her at two o'clock in the morning. She was doing those price lists and you did the, or something you were doing. She did the, the graphics for the windows. She did the graphics for inside. I mean, if we hadn't have had Elle, we would not look as professional as we were. <laughs> <laughs> and I, wait, wait, I credit for printing them. I had my printer going constantly for a couple of days, printing out those priceless. Yeah, they wouldn't be there without you. Well, well you know, the brand, the branding is the, you know, like it's uh, the child of like past failure in other businesses. So it has to pay off at some, some point, right? Well, that's the thing, right? Like a lot of these skills kind of accumulate and you're able to use them. Natalia, I know you came up, yeah. you know, from your home in Florida and you were able to find a place to stay uh, via network, which seems like another example of how pooling resources really helped uh, put the show together. Yeah, it's true. And that was because Elle found her neighbor, Leslie Volk. She is on network, so she's renting out to other artists who come into town too. So it, we, were, we really were pulling our resources together. And I have to say, I mean, Elle, Barbara, and Mark really did the bulk of the work since most of what I was trying to do was just to be able to get here quickly and get my artwork here and figure out all of that since I had to get this all together quickly too. And <laughs> but they, they did an amazing, amazing job putting everything together. So Leslie Fole, I met her at a uh, group show that Judith Ville, network member, and then we started doing some Zoom uh, Zoom meeting with Leslie, and then she suddenly moved back to Washington Heights, so I knew she had a room to rent. It's like, you know, network magic. Yeah, it really seems fantastic that way. So I was at the opening, which happened on a Saturday night, and when I left, the gallery was pretty full. How was the opening for you guys? Wonderful. Like, and we were lucky because honestly, I thought that nobody would be here because it was raining. It was a terrible weather day. Well, I think true, true to my past experience, 
people, the, all the people who claim they're going to come, they all write and say, oh, my God, I can't wait. I'll be able to see you there. They never show up. But then a whole bunch of other people that you didn't hear from at all show up because I have a fairly large email list. So, you know, people don't always say that they saw that they opened the email or anything, but they'll just show up. And that's uh, it, it's just lovely to see all your old friends. I loved it. But what we're trying to do now is figure out now that the show is hung and we're, we're going to be up for another three and a half weeks, we'll have a closing party. But how do we we didn't really get it listed because we didn't have lead time. So we're now we're working on that. How do we get it listed? How do we bring people in that are outside of our own email lists? And how do we get the most out of the show? We could certainly use your advice on that, Patty. Well, we used yeah. your press, uh, we used your press uh, package. And then we got lucky we met someone uh, I met someone at a show that suddenly just offered me their press. She's like, here, I have this huge press. Like, and I'm like, wait, what kind of artist are you? Not keeping everything for yourself. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. Like, I pass it along. The only thing you have to do is like, if something is not on there, it's like rejected, just update the list and then so we got we got that we got your list so now we'll see if we'll have to reheat those people i'm i'm really looking forward to thursday nights when everybody's out gallery hopping because we're right in the center of the chelsea gallery district pretty much so you know that was just a last minute decision too to keep the gallery open till eight instead of six every thursday i mean one of the nice things about uh, real estate and having the right real estate is that you get a lot of organic visitors and because it is in a gallery district you'll have a lot of the visitors that you want to have come through which is great and of course like you know typically the way that people get people inside the uh, inside the shows in between like opening and closings is you might do tours or things like that another thing that you can do is if you see another artist who has a show up that sort of or group of artists that has a show up that's sort of similar to yours you're going to organize a talk between those two people and then ask you know maybe your curator or whoever to moderate the talk and then that oh, expands yeah. the network so great idea wow yeah, because that's where confronts. It's one thing to have the show up, but then now you have to capitalize on on the fact that you have the yeah. show up. For everybody who's listening, we have uh, we'll have all of the information about this particular show in the show notes, so that you can go look at it and uh, visit the artists that we've that we're talking to here today. Natalia, Elle, and Barbara, is there anything you want to say uh, before we close off? Come and visit the show. That's like, yeah, it's like, come and visit us. Keep us company here. We'll be here. And just like, don't be afraid to throw yourself in and creating something yourself. Gather some other artists. There are a couple of, yeah, there is Shashama, but I think there is like other places that offer artists to send in proposal for shows. 
Yeah, and also don't be afraid of rejections because we've already applied to how many shows so far? So we got one and we've gotten how many rejections? We've gotten a few. Three. Uh, so we got one. Yeah. So we, so we've had four. We applied for four. We got one show and then rejected from three others. That's great. Yeah. That's a really, really good acceptance rate for the art world. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. It's insane. <laughs> We wanted to uh, keep on applying to other places and move the show around because now it's like kind of set up. Yeah, for sure. One other thing I'd like to add. When I took up photography years ago, many years ago, you had to have a dark room. And so I belonged to a place that had dark rooms that the members used, and it was called the Camera Club of New York. We all were in there printing together and we all helped each other. And we had this amazing community. And if somebody needed to know how to do some kind of film thing, we would just go down there and ask each other. And we helped each other get shows and how to get into galleries. And we really all pulled together. And I think what Patty, what you've created or what you're creating here with Network is really like that. And I feel that same spirit of instead of competing, of people just coming together and just you have a question, you put it on the ask list. We are all here to help each other. And I, I really feel the spirit of that. I yes. love that analogy uh, to the, wait, what was it called? The Camera Club? or The Camera Club of New York. It was the a Camera very Club old organization, but they happened to have about seven dark rooms. And there was, we were, and it was open 24 hours a day. So we were all in there printing. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing community. And, and we all helped each other out. And, and a lot of us are really close friends to this day. That is so lovely. So I want to thank all of you for coming on the show and sharing your experience. And I want to encourage everyone listening who is either living in New York or outside of New York and visiting to visit the exhibition Mind, Body, and Soul on 320 West 23rd Street. And if you're an artist and you want to build your network and show opportunities, this week, the network membership is open to join through Sunday. So if you're interested in that, click on the link in the show notes and join us. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the names and the links that we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.